Lord knows what the hell's gonna be going on in my life in 2024. But hey, it's something to look forward to. I grabbed my drink, I gathered my cats. Now let's talk about your favorite MILF. Listen, every four years I go football insane and I watch the World Cup and I watch literally every single fucking game that I can, which is much easier now that I work from home and I can just put the matches in the background and watch every single one of them while I'm working. Currently, as I'm recording this, it's actually France versus Australia playing on my TV on mute because I cannot miss a single one of them because it gives me anxiety and it's like the one time of the year every four years that I can go insane about this and like enjoy it and for the most part have fun. Um, I grew up obviously as Argentinians we love the World Cup and we're always watching and we're always cheering even though I have not seen Argentina win in my 26, almost 27 years of life. So maybe this will be the year, I don't know. But I grew up in a family that got together with like family and friends to watch every single Argentina game uh, in the World Cup. And my first memories of watching a World Cup game were when I was either seven or eight years old. And because of the time difference of where they were playing, the matches were at like two in the morning in Argentina and our parents would have like all of their friends over and they have like this uh, big projector and screen and we would watch the games there. And then as I got older, we kept watching them. And I feel like the most vivid memory that I have was probably from like the 2010 World Cup because my dad went to the World Cup with his job and I remember that he came back and he was telling everything about it and then of course it's from that moment on I remember every single one of the World Cups and where I was and where I watched them and all of the shenanigans but as I get older I get more fucking anxious about it which is not good because like in already in itself I am an anxious person so like the World Cup definitely doesn't fucking help um, but it's 2022, the first World Cup after a pandemic. Uh, so of course, all of us are going insane about it. It's like the first huge ass event since the pandemic in which like we get to watch all of our countries play against each other. And it's insane. It started on Sunday. I'm recording this on Tuesday, right? So it started on Sunday. It was like the open ceremony and there was one game and then Monday there was other games. And then today, Tuesday, I had to wake up at 4.30 a.m. because Argentina's game was at 5 a.m. So there goes my alarm. I slept only like four hours, three hours. Got up to watch the freaking game. And it was so, the first half of it was so fucking good. It was unbelievable. But the fact that they just like cancel three of our goals, just like what the fuck? The offside, I felt like Ted Lasso being like, can you explain it to me right now? Because what the fuck, it's impossible that all of this are for like a tiny bit of like a finger being offside. It was ridiculous. And then the second part just went to fucking hell. And we lost, obviously. But I had to keep watching every single game afterwards, which was three of those games. And one of them was very important because it was Poland versus Mexico, which they are on our group. And I needed them to tie so that it gives us the opportunity, like, if we win the next two games, we should be fine. 
Uh, and they tied. Oh, my God. I was so fucking nervous watching that game because both Poland and Mexico played so fucking good. And uh, Mexico's goalkeeper saved our asses by keeping it a tie. So it was nerve-wracking. And now I'm going to keep watching every game, but then Saturday is going to be nerve-wracking again because it's Argentina versus Mexico. So it's going to go fucking crazy. And Mexico is my second country because, like, that's my second home. That's where I lived for a really long time. So it fucking sucks that we're in the same group and we have to go against each other right now. And we have to beat them because if not, we're fucked. So, yeah. It's going to be nerve-wracking, absolutely nerve-wracking, and I just, oh my god, it's like a month of this, you know? So we just started, but I will keep watching every single game. It's kind of weird to, like, do that, you know? Because there's countries that I don't even give a fuck about, but I have to watch it because it's the World Cup, and it happens only every four years, so you really, really have to get into it, you know? So here we are. But other than that... It's Thanksgiving this week, which means that I only have a three work week and it's intense because we have to get everything done before the holidays and then come back and get everything done before Christmas and New Year's and all of that stuff. And I just can't believe that the year is going by this fucking fast. It's it's unbelievable. It, I feel like 2022 went by so fast and like I started the year in March, but no, actually in January going to LA to see my brother and then in March I went to London and Barcelona and I got to see my best friend and now so many things are happening towards the end of the year and like it is crazy one of my closest online friends who've been been talking for like 12 years or so we saw each other graduate high school graduate college I saw her get her master's and now she's here in the U.S. getting her PhD and in a little less than a month she's gonna be here because she's gonna come spend the holidays with me and my family and we're gonna meet for the first time so it's insane it's actually kind of fun like to know that after all these years we're gonna get together and you know she was here in the u.s studying and she couldn't go back home for the holidays. so i was like oh you should just you know come to my home like my family's gonna be here it'll be a great time whatever and we're finally gonna meet and then we have it's like three of us that are really good friends and our friend already bought her ticket to come in 2024 to hang out with us because like tickets went low like prices just went super low and she was like I'm gonna buy the ticket and she bought it so in a little over a year she's gonna be here and it's gonna be so exciting for the three of us to hang out lord knows what the hell's gonna be going on in my life in 2024 but hey it's something to look forward to this week I'm gonna talk about one of the golden girls which is none other than B. Arthur um I love this woman because her character of Dorothy in Golden Girls is absolutely my favorite one um, for many, many reasons. And as you all may recall from previous season, I was re-watching Golden Girls from the very beginning and I watched every single episode. And to this day, there are times when I'm like, I should just re-watch Golden Girls again because it's so good and it genuinely made me laugh and made me feel good. But... B. Arthur is in this, obviously, she is Dorothy, and Dorothy, to me, kind of feels at times that Dorothy is like the protagonist, even though it's like this for women, it always feels like everything sort of kind of goes around Dorothy, and I really like that because I liked her character. I feel like if I would have liked another one of the characters better, I would be like, no, it's not Dorothy, like they're all important, but because I like Dorothy, I pride myself in this idea that 
there was something about her that just you know kept everybody sort of around her and it's insane that the show ends because like she's moving out she's no longer leaving with them which is it's crazy like obviously it was planned like that because the show was ending and you had to like put an end to the four women leaving together but you know she's the one who moves out she's the one who gets married leaves and even her mom stays behind and it's like okay it's over you know there's no more golden girls but other than her having this sort of like main character vibes um i connect to her because i feel like my moods sort of match dorothy like she's this tough crack tough crack tough shell to crack because she's always sort of has like this resting bitch face which i've been told i have a resting bitch face and she just gets like in her moods sometimes and you can't get her away from that which same and a lot of times you see her angry but there's a reason behind her anger like she doesn't just get angry at random shit she does get annoyed by rose quite often which is fair because sometimes rose is, can be very fucking stupid but other than that i feel like her attitude and her behavior is justified or at least it's because i really do like her and i enjoy her character and i feel like dorothy was such a complex character that it went just beyond like her relationships with like other men or her relationship with the women that she lived with there was a lot of her and it, it was just really nice to see and i think like from the very first time i ever watched an episode of golden girl i was like dorothy is my favorite and then as i kept going back and re-watching and like this year when i did my full rewatch and i watched all seasons every freaking episode it really sunk with me and i was like yeah dorothy is my favorite character like i love her i support her i encourage her to do all the shit she's doing because she's a character that i can connect with and she's a character that has so many layers to her that i enjoyed and we don't really get that a lot with women you know i was actually writing an article that went live on monday about the best uh duos in tv comedy in 2022 and to nobody's surprise a lot of these duos were two women but in the friendship sense i'm not shipping one of them i do ship but i wrote it in the friendship way so that people could understand the friendship of it and i was pointing out a lot like particularly because i was talking about you know melissa and barbara in abbott elementary grace and frankie in grace and frankie uh deborah and ava in hacks and how it's rare that we get to see female friendships represented in older women because like those roles for older women are rare and you know as i was reading gina davis's book she talks a lot about this and how like when she turned 40 the roles started like disappearing from her and she went a long period of time not working or only making like one movie a year and it it reflects in the kind of stuff that we get so when grace and frankie came out it was perfect because it was showcasing you know these two older women who like hated each other but then became friends and like to the point that everybody believes that they're soulmates because they get along so well and they understand each other so well and it shows friendship between women of a certain age barbara and melissa and abbott elementary even though i ship them and i wish they were an actual couple there is a friendship and an understanding between the two women that comes from age and comes from the experience that they've had teaching and it's because they are that age that they can you know connect and then deborah and ava in hacks although the lines are very blurry between 
love, romantic love, and love in the friendship sense of the word, a lot of why it works, it's because Deborah is an older woman and she brings her experience into the things that are happening to Ava. That's why at the end of Hacks season two, spoiler alert, Deborah lets Ava go and tells her, you know, you have to go after your dream and you have to do this for yourself because she knows and she sees from her experience what this would mean for her career. And Golden Girls was one of the first shows, particularly for its time, that presented all of this for older women who were experiencing life and love and friendship and finding each other in chaotic moments in their lives. You know, either they're going through the divorce, their husbands died, uh, Sophia comes in because, you know, she's older and she doesn't want to be in the home and the home sits on fire and she comes to live with them, but it, it gives another layer to this age and experience that goes on in their house. And I think that the house is like a huge character in the series as well, because even though they are like going other places at times, it mostly happens in the house and you see them relating and the house sort of like contains all of their secret and secrets and brings comfort to them and to the audience as well, because you get to sort of witness the most intimate moments of their lives. And a lot of those intimate moments happen within their friendship and how they have each other's back or whether they fight with one another or they feel betrayed but at the end of the day they always come back to each other because there's that love between women and i think that it's beautiful because a lot of times society puts women against each other and it's like a constant competition of like oh you should be better than her or you should be her or you should do this like her and at the end of the day we actually need to have each other's back you know like there's so many areas in our lives that put women against each other that we should be having each other's back and like uplifting one another. So I think that that's beautiful. And I think that friendship between women is so important to explore in different ways and not always just like, oh, the young teenagers or this or that getting along. It should be of all ages like Golden Girls did. And I think that for me and I was thinking about this a lot lately with the whole chaos that's going around with Twitter whether it's gonna die or not what's gonna happen I was thinking about how like I have so many women in my life that I've made friendships with through social media particularly Twitter and how like Twitter became a safe haven for all of us and we were able to just talk and explore ourselves and our lives and question so many things and know that there was somebody on the other side of the screen maybe down the road or maybe across the freaking world who understood you and like last weekend i was at my friends becky uh we did a friendsgiving and we were thinking about that too it's like we have known each other for 12 years three years almost three years in person but 12 years total and like if we hadn't had this platforms to connect, we wouldn't have formed this friendship. And nowadays, Becky is like one of the strongest friendships that I have because she knows absolutely everything about me and she understands me, she doesn't judge me. She's there to give me advice, give me support, hear me out when I'm freaking out, when I'm crying, when I'm happy, whatever it is. And it was because of platforms like Twitter. So it was kind of sad for us to see everything that's going on because you know celebrities are like oh i'm just deleting my account it's whatever it doesn't really matter to them like yeah that connects you with fans or that opens your brand or whatever but to us for a lot of us it was a safe place where we could talk about things that were going on in our lives and connect and yes a lot of us connected over tv shows or 
actresses or whatever it was and our love for them but at the end of the day we formed friendships that would be very fucking sad to watch go that's my ramble of the week but in other news last night when i finished working it was like 5 p.m clocked out whatever i was like you know what i wanted to take a nap but i was like no don't do that drive the five six seven blocks that you have from here to the cinema and go fucking watch wakanda forever and i was like okay you know what yes my girl angela bassett is in it i love her queen ramonda is one of my favorite characters let's do it so i take my little ass to freaking the cinema and i buy my ticket and there i am sitting down in a very tiny ass uh movie theater which actually surprised me but i guess it's because the movie has been around for like 11 days already but it was a very small uh movie theater and there i am sitting and i'm you know watching the movie and there comes angela bassett and the first scene in which you can see her without a uh, i'm sorry with a sleeveless dress the woman sitting next to me very loudly says look at her arms and yes look at her arms angela bassett is fucking ripped her arms are like whoo and like I get it because I watch her on 911 and you kind of see that even though she's always in a uniform but you 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 know she has a really good fucking body but it killed me because this woman was probably in her 50s and the first thing that she could do was say look at her arms for the entire movie theater to hear her and I wanted to be like yes yes absolutely yes but I kept my mouth shut but anyhow Angela Bassett kicks fucking ass in that movie and spoiler alert so mom you can stop listening to this until you watch the movie or you can just go to the movie spoiled but are you done mom okay nobody fucking warned me that queen ramonda dies like what i literally tweeted i was gonna go take a nap but instead i'm gonna go watch what kind of forever for my girl angela none of my friends said anything they liked that tweet they didn't say anything as soon as the movie's over, I text my brothers and I'm like, did you both watch the movie? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, why the fuck did neither of you warn me that Angela's character dies? She dies. And I sat there sobbing like a fucking baby because my favorite character in the whole movie was dead. And also they gave her such a shitty death. Like, what? It wasn't even like worthy of her character, you know? But throughout the whole movie, Angela is literally the best part of it because she does such an amazing job. All the women in Wakanda Forever do an amazing job. And I love the movie because it's very female power oriented and it's really great. But Angela fucking steals the movie away and then she fucking dies. So it was terrible. Yesterday, I lost Angela Bassett's character. Today, Argentina loses the first match i don't know what's going on with this week it better end on a good note and we better win on saturday because i can't take any more losses okay thank you um also for those of you wondering um i did mention i had adopted a new kitten last week and we were trying to make it work it did not work at all uh, my cat aurora went into a very fast depression in which she just didn't come out anymore she went behind the dishwasher and she stopped eating so we had to rehome little Shimenti, and he is now with his brother 
and my friend might keep him and if not there's another friend who's gonna take him we'll see but he's happy and safe and my cats are finally happy again and they're both literally just like roaming around the apartment like they own it which they do i guess so yeah those are the only updates left for this episode our drinks are empty our cats are ready for a nap so join me next week and let's talk about your favorite milf And if you like talking about your favorite MILF, please leave me some comments, review the podcast, let me know what you think of this, and let's help other lesbians find us, other cats join us, and let's keep talking about your favorite MILF.